0: Welcome to Full Court Press, and I'm Liam Griffin. Greg, with the Patriots loss and the Texans win over the Eagles, your Texans can clinch a first-round bye for the first time in franchise history.
1: Hi, I'm Greg Curran, and the Eagles are no easy task at home. And the Patriots have two easy wins left. You know, I, you know, I, I
0: thought think, we... I think that uh, the Texans are the best team
1: in the NFL right now since... Uh, no really has ever been able to come back from an zero and three start to a ten and one, and to the fin- end to the season. Yeah, a- I think it's just incredible that they've been able to pull off this amazing win streak. And I think that the Patriots are going to split these last two games, and uh, I don't, I, I don't see bright thing, things in their future during the playoffs.
0: Oh, I thought we would win easily in Pittsburgh last week, man, so don't get ahead of yourself, my friend. Alright, boys and girls, today I'm joined by my friend and clearly a passionate Texans fan, who's also a passionate Rockets fan, Mr. Greg Curran.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: You're welcome. On today's episode, the NBA's big slate of Christmas games, the Patriots' big tumble, and perhaps the NFL's biggest regular season week. But we begin today with the hamstring injury sustained by Chris Paul on Thursday night, one mere night after the Rockets broke the three-point record. Two nights before I go to the Rockets game, I'm going tonight, Paul strained his hamstring, similar to the injury he attained at the end of Game 5 in the Western Conference Finals. The Rockets are optimistic Paul will only miss two to three weeks, Greg. Can the Rockets keep pace without him? Uh, no, they definitely cannot. I don't think the Rockets have had a winning record with Chris Paul not in the lineup in the past two years. He's 0-5. And,
1: yeah, 0-5. They're 0-5 this year. That's very, that's pretty bad. And I remember last year I still have nightmares about the uh, the Western Conference Finals Game 7 when Chris Paul wasn't there, and I think we missed a record amount of threes. So uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully Harden can drop another 50 bomb on all these Bad NBA teams, but I think I think we got this.
0: Okay, so I'm taking a look at the Rockets' upcoming schedule. So tonight, they're home against the Spurs. Tuesday, on Christmas, they're home against the Rockets. Thursday, the 27th. The Rockets? Th- yeah, the Rockets. They're home against the Spurs tonight. On Christmas, they're home against the Rockets. This coming Thursday, the 27th, they're home against my Celtics. A week from tonight, the 29th, they're in New Orleans. On New Year's Eve, they're against the Grizzlies at home. And then on Thursday the third, they are in Golden State taking on the Warriors. I would say honestly, at best, that's two and four right there without Chris Paul, because all these teams are have proven themselves to this point. They we know they can play. We know we know who they have and don't have. So it's gonna be tough for the Rockets to go five hundred in the stretch, especially without Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think we're gonna go five hundred. I think we might have one or two wins in that. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a win on Christmas Day against the Thunder. Which I'm going to, but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not too excited to to see the rockets getting blown up these next few weeks.
0: I mean, hopefully they don't get blown up tonight. I'm going.
1: Yeah, hopefully not, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, we will see because we we all know that Carmelo Anthony caused problems there. But in my opinion, a Chris Paul injury is as bad as a Carmelo.
1: Yeah, um Carmelo, I honestly knew from the joke that he was not going to be helpful. To
0: oh, yeah, either. me too. Yeah, me too.
1: He's he's never been helpful to any team ever. Yeah, I
0: th- I think we discussed it before the season began how Carmelo was going to be a hindrance and not a help.
1: Yeah, definitely definitely more hurt than help there.
0: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat>
1: and he could not fit in with the uh, the fast paced offense that the rockets ran and he no he not. couldn't i i remember one game i think he went 1 for 12 um,
0: yeah i think it was in okc his quote unquote revenge game
1: oh yeah the revenge game yeah it was pretty pitiful yeah that was
0: very pitiful
1: but i also didn't like how the rockets threw carmelo under the bus so fast i think i think there would have been better ways to Find an excuse for their slow start this year. Yeah,
0: and I have another question for you before you move us on. Would you have given Ariza 15 million per year if you were Daryl Morey? No. 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 uh, Considering what Ariza's done the
1: past few years in the playoffs, I would not give him. I would not give him 15 million. I'd barely give him maybe above five.
0: Oh, for nine in Game Seven from beyond the arc. Yeah. That can't yeah, happen.
1: He's, he's really, in the playoffs, he does not help our team.
0: He's a regular season player. He is a regular season player, and I think that we can do
1: better and get better players like we have this year. I really like Gary Clark Jr. I really like, uh still really like Eric Gordon. I really like that we got rid of Ryan Anderson. So oh, I was I was team.
0: beyond thrilled when the Rockets got rid of him.
1: Yeah, so uh, I was... I'm, I'm pretty happy with our team this season. I just think Carmelo kind of led us to have a slow start. But, again, I think that we should have been able to find a way around
0: that. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you. When you have Chris Paul, you can't let that happen.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul is one of the once-in-a-generation players. I mean,
0: he really is. He's one of the two last true point guards, the other of them being Rajon Rondo.
1: Yeah. We all know.
0: We all know what happened to Rondo.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, Liam. If we beat your Celtics on Thursday night, I'll be a happy man. Since the Jimmy Butler trade, Joel Embiid has uh, begun to not like his role, despite the 76ers' better record. The Sixers are tied for third in the Eastern Conference. You see the chemistry between Embiid and Butler being a problem at
0: all? Potentially, because Jimmy Butler is a free agent this summer. We all know that, and when he requested a trade from Minnesota, he wanted to go to a big, big market—not a not a not a somewhat big market like Philly, but a big, big market like New York or LA. So I can see that potentially being a problem if the Sixers want to re-sign Butler. But if the Sixers do re-sign Butler, then no, it's not a problem. They have a championship-contending team right now with Tim Simmons and Embiid, and I think they still have some draft draft picks left. So I don't really see it being a huge problem, but in the short term, it could be a problem, but in the long term, it's not a big deal.
1: I definitely agree with you there, and I just don't like, I don't like how self-centered and full of himself Jimmy Butler has become. I remember in Chicago, he he knew his position on the team, and he didn't think that he was worth more than he was at the time, but ever since getting most improved player, he, uh, He's felt that he's worth a whole lot more than he actually is.
0: So, would you <laughs> give him a Supermax contract over the summer?
1: Yeah, I can't remember which team it was, but he told uh, he told them that he practically was the entire team and that he was, like, all that mattered. And he believed that, which is shocking.
0: So, yeah, he took a team of third-teamers and beat the first team back in Minnesota, so... Yeah. Alright, well, the Celtics have a huge game with the Sixers on Christmas, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Speaking of games on Christmas, Craig, the NBA has five big ones. The Bucks travel to NYC to play the Knicks. The Thunder go down to Houston to play the Rockets, as I said earlier. Also, as I said earlier, the Celtics host the 76ers in a playoff m- m- rematch. Excuse me. LeBron and the Lakers go to Golden State to play the Warriors. And the Jazz take on the Blazers in Utah. Greg, do you have expectations, if any, for these five games?
1: Yeah, I think the Bucks are easily gonna beat the uh, the Knicks. I, I don't see the Knicks going anywhere this season. I think that uh, I think that the Thunder and Houston game is gonna be really close, but I think the Thunder are gonna end up coming away with it. Uh I honestly think the 76ers are going to beat your Celtics. I don't I haven't seen them super hot lately. They've
0: been struggling. They've lost three in a row. And they have been they have We, been we struggling. got blown out by Milwaukee last night.
1: I know, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Milwaukee's
0: They're they're good.
1: Definitely proves themselves. Uh and then I I think that Golden State is going to beat the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers really have a chance. In this year's playoff, I know that LeBron has been able to carry them, carry all the teams he's been on for the past, gosh, 10 years. But I think he's getting to that point in his career where he can't do it all by himself anymore. He's, and they definitely he need turns to 34
0: in a few player. weeks. 34 in a few weeks.
1: He'll be 34. That's pretty incredible. And uh, I think the Blazers are also going to
0: beat the Jazz. And yeah, the Jazz have been struggling, so I'm going to do the same thing you did. Go through each game one by one. Bucks are going to beat the Knicks pretty badly. I know Madison Square Garden always gets Rockets on Christmas Day, but I don't really think that'll make a difference. The Bucks will win easily. Now, I think the Thunder will beat the Rockets. I expect Russell Westbrook to have a triple-double. I expect James Harden to hopefully not travel again like he did against you. Uh, I don't remember who it was against the other night. But when he took a four steps and the refs got away with and he got away with it, that was ridiculous, by the way. I expect the Thunder to win that game. Well, uh, here's where I differ with you. I expect the Celtics to beat the seventy six because whenever those two teams match up at T D Garden, T D. Garden is very raucous. And if the Celtics walk away with another loss, especially against a hated team like the Sixers, then the Booze will fly on Christmas Day in Boston. I mean, I don't know if they got booed last night. I would expect they did, but I don't think the Celtics would want to get booed on Christmas Day of all days. And I expect the Warriors to beat the Lakers, and I I expect the Blazers to beat the Jazz.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm I definitely see where you're coming from in those predictions. We'll just have to see and see who who comes out on top.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
1: If Houston can beat the Thunder, things will change dramatically. Your New England Patriots have now lost two in a row in Miami and in Pittsburgh. At this moment, the Patriots are 3-5 and five on the road and 3-seed in the playoff picture, which means after first-round win, they would have to go on the road, likely to Houston. Liam, do you think the Patriots can win on the road in the playoffs?
0: Um, I honestly don't know if they can win on the road in the playoffs because, I mean... Actually, yeah, I don't know, because like I said earlier, a few weeks ago, the AFC is wide open, but the Patriots just got hurt really badly two days ago when they lost Josh Gordon again, when Josh Gordon, well, got suspended again, unfortunately, as it is. So, I'm going to add to that, it's really terrible to see that happen, I was was really rooting for him, and a few weeks ago, I told my dad how happy, how I was skeptical at first about the Josh Gordon deal, and then I said, it had come to work out pretty well, and then we simultaneously added as long as he stays out of trouble, but he just got himself back into trouble, so that's really hard to see. And now back to the original question. If the Patriots win their last two games against the Bills and the Jets at home, they'll be 11-5 and overall, 8-0 and at home, 3-5 and on the road. So I don't think they're ever going to lose at Gillette Stadium in the playoffs this year. I don't care who's who, if it's to KC, to Houston. But at this point, I am really not sure if we can go to Houston and take on that tough defense after what happened in Pittsburgh last week because they got ten points ten that's not good it's not good enough at all so we would we need the offense needs to improve drastically this week and it's only gonna get tougher without Josh Gordon
1: I definitely agree with you there and uh I think I think that your Patriots have a pretty good chance of stealing the uh, first seed from us since you guys do have the tiebreaker. And uh, if we we would have to pretty much win out the last two yeah, games... Yeah,
0: you would have which, to win out.
1: Yeah, if uh, we have... Since we're playing Philadelphia tomorrow...
0: That's not an easy not, place to play.
1: I would not be surprised if we don't come out on top because... Last week, Philly played.
0: They played very well in the Ram- in LA against the Rams, the Rams. right? Yeah,
1: they beat the Rams too. Yeah, and they completely obliterated them. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. Hopefully, the Patriots lose a game, so we're able to keep the first round by. But I would not be surprised at all if that wasn't the case.
0: All right, now my Patriots. Their passing games have been tough to witness. We have two games to end the season on a high note. 32 NFL teams playing a game this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow, and Christmas Eve night, Greg. Who needs to win the most?
1: I think the Rams need to win the most. Since uh, they've been slow lately, Jared Goff has had a QBR of 54 points, and... Coming from his regular QBR, which is 112, he really needs to come back from this little three-game slump he's had. And uh, I'm not starting him in fantasy this week, which he's been a very uh, consistent player for me throughout the whole season. I'm actually picking Deshaun Watson over him and the championship that I'm in.
0: Alright, so uh, in addition to, I'm going to add something about the Texans right now, it was just I just received notice that Lamar Miller will not play tomorrow, which makes things even more interesting. So, But the Texans aren't my answer. My answer is a team that completely blew it last week. And I mean blew, blew it. They had a 14-point lead. Then they let the LA Chargers come back and beat them on their home turf. The Kansas City Chiefs absolutely need a win this week because the Chargers host the Ravens and then they're at Denver. While they're not difficult games, they should win both of them. The Chiefs may have the toughest game and biggest game of the year right now. They are in Seattle playing the Seahawks, the best home field advantage in the entire National Football League, on Sunday Night Football tomorrow night. I'm not sure the Chiefs can go into Seattle and get that win. That's why they need to get that win because I think the Chargers will win out and finish 13 and three. So and if the Chiefs, so if the Chiefs lose their next two games or Chiefs lose one and two, they're the five seed and they're they're going on the road to play Pittsburgh in the first round.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Week nine, I don't think anyone really saw this coming that the Chargers would have the ability to just co- to take away this Chiefs. I did not see this line.
0: coming, but I didn't see it coming at all.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy what's happening these weeks in the NFL. But I guess we'll just see. Yeah, nothing we can do.
0: Nothing we can do but watch and enjoy yes. the enjoy the roller coaster. All right.
1: So I was watching the Duke game a few nights ago and I can't help think that Zion is going to completely change the NBA. Having a guy that big that strong and just being so dominant in the paint like he is even though he can't really shoot threes which isn't like becoming more of a trend in this modern NBA I can't help but think that he's going to be a force on offense. What do you think about that?
0: Um, That's an interesting hot take, Greg, right? because the way I see it, Zion could be like Giannis Antetokounmpo, just a lot bigger. He's not as lengthy, but bigger, because we we've all seen what Zion can do. He can dunk from the free throw line. People have pegged him the next great star already, though. Butter McGarity once said to me that he wouldn't take Zion number one. He would take R.J. Barrett, which I found intriguing to me, because seems to me like Zion is really leading Duke this season, and I know they, I wouldn't pencil them in into the Final Four yet, because we saw what happened against Gonzaga, they struggled, so I wouldn't pencil them into the Final Four yet, but that's quite the hot take. Yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from, I think, I think that Duke is going to be pretty, pretty successful this year during the tournament.
0: Uh, Alrighty, it's time to play In Your Shoes will really be placing the shoes of an important figure in a revolving topic. We'll start with this, Greg. If you were Spurs coach Greg Popovich, do you think you can turn your early season struggles around?
1: I do not, Liam. I think that with the loss of Kawhi Leonard, I don't think DeMar DeRozan has the same caliber as Kawhi Leonard, and I just don't see them being able to come out and have home court advantage at all during the playoffs.
0: I mean, I'm not really that concerned because I'm Greg Popovich. I'm the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. I have led my team to multiple NBA championships in the past 20 years. So, I think I can turn it around because I believe in myself, even though I'm usually not one to admit it in front of the press. So, if I'm Greg Popovich, I think I can turn them around because of my past successes.
1: Yeah, I guess... uh... Greg Popovich has a pretty good. He has the legacy to do it, but we we uh, I don't I don't think he's gonna go anywhere this season. I think it's kind of a throwaway season for the Spurs, and next season he's gonna get a player that can actually make a difference on the Spurs.
0: Uh, Their loss of Deontay Murray has it, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Next up, if you are Ravens owner Steve Bisciotti, if your team doesn't make the playoffs, do you fire John Harbaugh?
1: Absolutely. I think, I think that Joe Flacco has stayed around in uh, in Baltimore way too long. I think it was time for a new quarterback two or three years ago. Really, and they just they just completely ignored that, and Joe Flacco has continued on with his mediocrity. And I'm very glad to see someone like Lamar Jackson have the QB one instead of Joe Flacco.
0: Okay, so the ravens almost and i mean almost made the playoffs last year. They got robbed on the fourth and 10 by Andy Dalton who is not going to be there in week 16 this year. So i i'm not sure i would fire i would i would fire him because it's been 6 years since they won the super bowl and they haven't really enjoyed much success since then. So if i'm Bisciotti, Harbaugh's gone, he's done. Maybe he can go coaching college like his brother Jim is even though Jim is having no success there.
1: Yeah, he definitely isn't having as much success as people
0: thought he would. Oh, there are memes all about it on Instagram. There are memes all about it on Instagram.
1: There sure
0: are. All right, next up, if you're Rams coach Sean McVay, how concerned are you about Jared Goff's recent struggles?
1: Like I said earlier, Jared Goff has not been performing up to his potential with large part due to his uh due to his um loss of Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cub and also not having uh, Todd Gurley really in full health recently.
0: I mean I'm let's take a look at who the Rams loss have been to Greg. The Eagles, the Saints And the Bears. One of them is the defending Super Bowl champion. The other two are top three seeds in the playoffs. So I don't believe in the Rams anymore. I said before the year they were going to the Super Bowl. I don't think so anymore.
1: I think that the Rams could potentially go to the Super Bowl. I think it matters what they do in these next few weeks and
0: what they prove. They have to win these next two. They have to get a bye. They have to get a bye. They have to. All right. Last one. Your son's guard, Devin Booker. Do you think your team can keep it going with their sudden four game winning streak? Uh
1: I don't know about that one. I don't know if there's enough talent around me and the on the Suns team. I think that I'm the only pretty much the only thing that's really keeping the Suns above water right now.
0: <laughs> Not Deandre Ayton? No. Oh, uh, you don't believe in the you don't believe in Ayton. You're just you're are you a Luka guy?
1: I'm, I'm just a, uh, I just believe in myself.
0: You believe in yourself, alrighty. So, if I'm Suns guard Devin Booker, I expect to keep winning, because I expected my team to improve over the summer when we drafted DeAndre in, but now we traded Trevor Ariza to Washington, and then we got Kelly Kelly Oubre, and we dumped Austin Rivers, so... It's hard to say whether or not I expect to keep winning, but I expect us to keep improving.
1: I definitely think they're going to keep improving, but I don't know if it's going to be this year.
0: Uh, Okay, time for the history lesson, boys and girls, where we honor great achievements of the past in the coming week. 28 years ago, NHL defenseman Paul Coffey became the second of his position with 1,000 career points. If you did not know, points are goals and assists, and Coffey followed the footsteps of Dennis Popden who paved the way for several 1,000-point defensemen.
1: Very interesting. I couldn't tell you much about the NHL. (laughs) Hey,
0: it's not a big thing down here in Houston, but your boy, Tillman Fertita, may try and get the Coyotes to come down here.
1: I think that would be awesome. It's about time for the uh, NHL team to come back to Houston.
0: Absolutely. Hello. Ten years ago, this Christmas Tuesday, December 25th, Phil
1: Jackson became the sixth NBA coach with 1,000 career wins. Jackson is best known for coaching the Bulls dynasty of the 90s and the Lakers when they dominated the league. This was
0: in the 2000s, by the way, not in the 1980s. 99 years ago, Wednesday, December 26th, my Red Sox made the dumbest trade in MLB history, trading Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. The rest is history, as Ruth paved the way for tons and tons of Yankees championships, while the Red Sox didn't win one for 85 years after the trade. Michael McGinnis, I know you loved that.
1: <laughs> 43 years ago, Friday, December 28th, the Hail Mary pass was born, as Roger Staubach completed a desperate 50-yard touchdown pass to Drew Pearson as the Cowboys defeated the Vikings in the NFC Divisional Round. Through its, though its success rate is not very high, the Hail Mary is used much across the game today, and Aaron Rodgers seems to have a particular mastery
0: of it. Yeah, he's pulled off several crazy ones. Okay, the show's almost over, so it's time for who you got. Where we'll spotlight one key matchup across all three leagues. Though since the MLB is not my man, Greg Strong we'll do two NFL ones. The first of them happening right now: the Ravens and the Chargers square off in LA tonight. You smelling upset for Baltimore?
1: No, I think that the Chargers are going to come away with this one. I can't see the. I can't see the Ravens performing well enough yet with their fairly new quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Give him
0: time. I agree with you. Give him time. Next year, he'll be an MVP candidate. That's my hot take. The Chargers are going to win tonight, though.
1: I, I definitely agree with you on that one.
0: Well, Next up, in the NBA, the 76ers host the Raptors in a huge game. Who do you got?
1: I have the Raptors on this one. I've been watching much, much of the uh, Eastern Conference in, in the NBA just because I think it's uh, I think it's a lot worse than the Western Conference, but uh, I think that the Raptors can pull off with this one.
0: You know, I'm smelling upset right now, so I'm taking the Sixers tonight, even though Embiid has been unhappy, like I said earlier. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. Last one, in the NFL on Sunday Night Football. The Seahawks host the Chiefs tomorrow night in Seattle. Who you got winning it?
1: I think I've got the Chiefs tomorrow. I don't see the Seahawks being able to pull off the upset, and I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league right now. Okay,
0: this is probably Patrick Mahomes' biggest game to date in college and pro. So I, I don't think Mahomes is going to be able to handle the pressure. I don't think Andy Reid is going to be able to handle it. We've seen him collapse before. Seattle is going to win.
1: Wow,
0: that is bold. Yeah, I know.
1: That's it for today, boys and girls. I'm Greg Curran.
0: I am Liam Griffin. I'd like to thank Greg for being my guest today, and thank you for tuning in. Be sure to give this podcast a follow on Instagram at Podcast. and if you're interested in being a guest, please DM the podcast or contact me. We're off next week, as I'll be celebrating the holidays with my family in New England, but be sure to tune in two weeks from now. The NFL playoffs will start that Sunday... And Mitchell Mawson will be joining me as we go through the big names and big games to get you ready for one of the best one-month periods in sports. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: Thanks, Liam.